Uh, hello, everyone. This is our podcast, which is called Our Bodies, Our Business. My name is Olga, and my co-host's name is Oksana. And today we are going to stop <laughs> to discuss an article which is called Exploring a Model of Intuitive Eating with College Women by researchers Avalos and Tilka. If, uh, Tilka is one of the most important researchers in body image. What she does is always amazing. And this paper is particularly amazing. It's from 2006, by the way, because it reviews the literature that is available to date, tries to theorize a model of how and what influences our eating behavior and tests the model empirically using two cohorts of university college women. Moreover, she cross-evaluates uh, the findings to confirm the findings. And why this... Uh, this is why we actually want to discuss it, because it's like a small handbook and it explains um, some of the concepts of body image, intuitive eating, self-objectification, body appreciation very well. Uh, and this article we found very useful for our work and we think you will find very useful for understanding what to do with your life and your eating. And one of the most amazing things that this article covers is quality of life. When we talk about losing weight, we always forget about how this weight loss will influence quality of life and how our eating influences our quality of life. And it's not only the absence of eating disorders. Your quality of life depends on many factors and it's much more than the absence of mental illness. And this is so important because people give up on quality of life, joy of life, optimism, positive outlook, uh, self-confidence, self-esteem when they try to chase weight loss. And I hope that this podcast will help you to improve your quality of life, or at least to think about, do you take the most out of your life? The research in this area started in the 90s. So it's almost 30 years that the topic of eating behavior is explored. Why? Because the problem started somewhere then, when people started adopting, internalizing the societal standards of thinness, right? And to, now we have a lot of research, really good research that supports intuitive eating. So if you want to have good life, if you have problemi problematic relationships with food and with your body, then it's not about flexible dieting, which has a lot in common with rigid dieting. It's about intuitive eating. And when we talk about intuitive eating, it's important to know that it's not about what you eat, whatever you want. 
if you want to eat cake all day, you will be eating cake all day. No. Intuitive eating means not only respecting your physiological hunger and satiety cues, but also not eating in response to emotions and also taking care and being aware of how this food will influence your body. So the researchers constructed a model based on previous body of knowledge. What can help us to achieve intuitive eating? What are the factors? And big story is, one moment I will find it, that general unconditional acceptance by others will lead to body acceptance by others or will somehow influence our body acceptance by others. It means, I don't know, our family will not uh, point at us saying you need to lose weight. Uh, our friends will not be constantly talking about your weight or how you look. They will just accept you. And this will help you to appreciate your body functionality. And this will help you to increase body appreciation in turn. And this will help with intuitive eating. And now we will stop at each element of this model. Well, uh, we will stop at four elements probably, right? Uh, and discuss them. What do they mean? So hopefully by now you're quite interested in uh, eating intuitively because eating intuitively is associated with good quality of life and actually healthy weight. So if you eat intuitively, you will land automatically at the healthiest, at the most natural point your body type is designed to have by nature. Not some thin ideal imposed by media but your best shape your best weight your healthiest weight at which you are most productive most energetic and actually the most attractive even if you are size i don't know 14 16 i don't know what are the size um Oksana, can you add something here after such a long monologue? Yeah, I just want to stress out the importance of intuitive eating, why, <clears throat> why all the other components will, how all the other components will influence intuitive eating and why we are so bothered about intuitive eating. Because <clears throat> as Ola said, intuitive eating is not eat whatever you want, whenever you want. It's not that, it's listening to your hunger cues and more importantly, to be connected with your body. And this is where the hardest work, work will be taking place with acceptance, with body functionality, with acceptance by others, um, with body appreciation and then body image umbrella and all that. So 
the work with all those elements, with accepting yourself, appreciating yourself, concentrating on body functionality, all this work, when you work properly on it, will lead to intuitive eating. It's not just the, the list of rules, like in the diet, that you have to follow, and then, yes, you can be considered as intuitive eater. Um, it's not a diet. Uh, it's not a diet plan. It's listening to your hunger and eat when you're hungry. Um, as Olya said, it's not eating emotionally because you're in peace with yourself. And if you have stressful time in your life, you have tools and mechanisms how to cope with it um, other than food. Um, so intuitive eating is not, oh, I feel like having the whole chocolate and I'm going to have it. Uh, no, but it also means to have peace with you and your food, with you and your relationships with food. And it's liberating. Um, I read somewhere that it, it's like being free. It also means knowing all the basic principles of the nutrition, right? You are not neglecting them because you appreciate your body. You know what is good for your body. And you know that protein is a must in your diet. <laughs> so it's combined with nutritional education plus all those things that we just said what it means. Um, but to to go to come to that final point, we need to work on four elements at least, which Ola will be talking about now. Ah, uh, yes. In and in addition, uh, intuitive eating will help you to feel your best because you will think of oh this okay I want this chocolate, uh, and maybe it's not emotional, but you will not have it all because you will start feeling bad in the half of the chocolate and you will know that you will feel rubbish after eating it. So you will just not do it to yourself. And now I think it's worth going backwards. Like mm -hmm. What helps intuitive eating? And first of all, it's body appreciation. That's the ability to honor your body, to appreciate your body, uh, to listen to your body and to do what is good to your body because uh, very often if we do not appreciate our body we will be starving it for example or we will be overloading it with mcdonald's and we will not take care of moving our bodies or we may punish our bodies with terrible workouts that our body doesn't want to do. Well, sometimes it's about, you know, persevering and achieving something like marathon running, but that's not to lose weight. That's to see what body can do actually. And that's something that you have a deep desire to. So body appreciation influences intuitive eating quite significantly. Uh, and I keep forgetting what I want to say about intuitive eating, but I'll come back to it. Uh, well, the research says, uh, you, you, you might link it to the fact that the research says that uh, uh, women who... Um, who do not respect, who do not appreciate their bodies are in are more inclined to 
engage into disordered eating patterns. Yeah, and it, I have uh, it highlighted as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you do not appreciate your body, you are at risk at disorder of disordered eating. Uh, and here I'd like to stop um, at disordered eating that it will not be necessarily clinical eating disorder. It can be that be just that problematic relationships with food, probably binges sometimes. Maybe it will not be clinically diagnosed binge eating. Maybe it will be um, further away from it on the spectrum but it still influences your quality of life because what happens when you binge eat you feel terrible physically but afterwards you also have terrible emotionally shame guilt self-disgust and so on if you have binges there is nothing funny about it but if you cannot store chocolate at home, there is nothing funny about it. It means that your quality of life is compromised. You have this unnecessary burden and lack of freedom. And this can be dealt with. I remembered what I wanted to say about intuitive eating, that there are intuitive eating um, professionals uh, that completed intuitive eating course. And they can train people to eat intuitively. Uh, but we don't know, I don't want to uh, say 100%, but we cannot jump straight into eating intuitively before we work on other psychological, on, on psychological part of it, on body appreciation, body functioning, and self-acceptance. You will not be able to eat intuitively because you will be scared. I don't know whether they cover it in the course. Because it's quite a deep psychological work. Not very deep, but it's big. As we said in our previous podcast with uh, Yusra, remember when she said the mm -hmm. way you eat is just a symptom. It's the result of something much deeper. And if you don't work on that deeper problem, mm -hmm. then it's just the plaster over the broken leg. And um, getting, um, going, like a few words about body appreciation, um, that um, I found from Nadia Craddock, where she mm -hmm. said, um, body appreciation is the feeling of gratitude towards your body, where you're grateful for how it is today, regardless how it appears against standards and ideals. Um, and that's huge. <laughs> like try and work on this and mm. appreciate the fact that um, belly is a bit jelly and I don't have six pack I'm talking about myself um I'm nearly there I'm nearly there um where you understand that today the way your body looks today could be very different for, from what it's going to look in a, in a week's time but you still have the same attitude towards your body because of your period because of eating a little bit more carbs last night um, you feel puffy and a bit bigger or, or whatever, but you still appreciate it. You're still grateful for the fact that you are in this body, but not in another. So that's deeply psychological work to do. Um, again, before we can jump to eating intuitively. Yes, great. Really well said. And how, what factor influences body appreciation? how we can enhance our body appreciation, how we can achieve it. And this is through 
body functionality appreciation. This is when we appreciate our body not for how it looks, but how what our bodies can do. So bodies function and feel internally rather than their external appearance. So this is what is more important, how we feel internally in our bodies and not how we look to others. And it's useful to say what it is not. It is not self-objectification. And I would like to stop here. Uh, in more detail, what is body objectification? This is when we look at ourselves, not from inside, not but from outside, as if there is a third person looking at us and evaluating us and criticizing our body parts. So it's also looking at your body uh, like it's a um, collection of different parts. And I want to give example uh, that it can be triceps. Like when you say that my triceps is uh, fluffy or not toned, this is self-objectification. When you say I'm fat, this is self-objectification. Uh, Oksana, you had uh, a lot to add about that. Yeah, so basically, <clears throat> you look at yourself as a thing that can be observed. And when it's coming from, from the society, obviously, because woman is portrayed in the society is something that the man should look at, admire. Um, so woman is portrayed through man's eyes as an object for desire. Let's say if you see an advertisement where the woman is sitting with her legs spread, she is portrayed as an object because there is nothing else apart from her sexuality in this picture. Mm -hmm. So we start seeing ourselves as some as if someone else is looking at us and we are starting looking at ourselves thinking mm, this is wrong this is not how the society um portrays women or my uh, body is too big or my legs are too small or whatever is wrong with me so you're no longer connected to yourself you start monitoring yourself um, you start checking yourself, you start looking at yourself in the mirror, weighing yourself, uh, pinching, <laughs> and you look mm -hmm. at yourself as an, as, an, as an object that you can touch and look at. So you're no longer connected. Mm. You are no longer an active agent. This is what Nadia Craddock says in her lecture. Again, you are no longer an active agent in your body. You are standing outside, looking at yourself and observing. And this self-objectification experiences when you see advertisements, social media stories about women, blah, blah, blah. They lead to body surveillance, obviously, 
So you start looking and saying, mm, this is wrong in me compared to that picture or compared to that celebrity. And how do I feel? Well, I feel pretty shitty. I start feeling body shame, anxiety, um, lower body awareness. I'm disconnected and I'm thinking more about what I should do to change that. Yes, and also it's about evaluating yourself based on how you look like and not mm -hmm. based on your whole personality. That's mm -hmm. very important as well. That's also self-objectification. And of course, self-objectification is we, when we internalize what society uh, thinks, says, and to achieve this functionality appreciation and to get rid of self-objectification, there is a very important factor proposed by the model and it is called body acceptance by others. So body acceptance by others both influences body function and body appreciation. What is body acceptance by others? It's about it probably digs into childhood when your significant adult, what your significant adult was uh, telling about your body, whether your significant adult uh, accepted your body. And then growing up as well at school, being a teenager, uh, were you bullied? Were your classmates laughing at you because you're like not as thin as other girls or boys? Um, so what environment you are in if it's accepting environment if this environment accepts your body then you are likely to accept your body and then you will be uh, appreciating uh, functionality of your body and you will not self-objectify and this body acceptance by others is closely connected with general unconditional acceptance by others. And uh, the authors of the article here refer to Rogers, Carl Rogers and Rogerian psychology that when a person is accepted and is valued and is comfortable and calm and happy, then this person is more likely to self-actualize, to become this person's best and to be a valuable contributor to society and um, to have a good life actually and what this makes me think of is how important is what you say your nearest and dearest about them how you relate to them what what you how you do, do, do you show this unconditional acceptance of who they are and how their body is? Uh, this is something to bear in mind, even if you yourself do not have problems with body image. What do you say to your children, uh, to your relatives, to your friends? Do you harm unconsciously? You may, you may have the best intentions. You may want to say, Lose weight, you will feel better. <laughs> you will have better choice of man. <laughs> you will be healthy. <laughs> Why don't you lose weight? Just eat less. 
but by doing this, by this um, well-wishing, you're actually harming the person. I have two stories about, one is about what you just said, uh, how somebody might wish you well. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a podcast about this, about compliments. So I met my colleague, um, former colleague, uh, ex-colleague, uh, accidentally. I was walking and she stopped the car, came out. We were talking about something, everything about me, right? We weren't like, she wasn't really asking how was, <laughs> how was me, but we were talking about her and the, the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was very casual uh, conversation. And then in the end, uh, <laughs> when she was going back to her car, it was last week, she said, oh, by the way, you look fab. You look amazing. And she looked at my, <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I just laughed, you know, cause I mean, I was in a big gray coat, oversized, right? And I was in my ASICS runners, like nothing special. <laughs> Because I'm walking to work and she said, oh, by the way, you look so, so good. And I was like, how do I, like, what do you mean? But you see the comments, like, if I didn't have the awareness and work done with body appreciation or whatever, I would have said, oh, my weight is good. I must keep going. You know, whatever I'm doing now is the right thing that I'm doing no eating anymore or something like that mm -hmm. but just laugh that's story one story two is from ukrainian background it might be a bit strange for english speaking uh, um, audience and especially from for the about the western world but anyway so there is a very famous ukrainian uh influencer it's a girl i think she's in her 20s mid-20s um and how she became kind of famous on Instagram she got cancer when she was in her early 20s now she is in uh, remission so it's all um uh it's all successful mm, interesting story um so her mom was supporting her and her grandmother granny is like in her 80s and when she was going through this very hard time her grandmother was there with, with her supporting her she moved to her grandmother live in the village um so it was very primal way of living, you know, washing yourself in the little basin, no water. Uh, but they, they they had very happy life, you know, animals around nature, very, very nice. And she's showing it all the time on Instagram. Um, but the thing is that she had, um, uh, she had, the, the doctors had to remove both of her breasts because it was breast cancer. So, so she's safe. And then she had implants, right? So... Mm -hmm. This is like year five of remission. She's everything is fine with her. And I think it was yesterday's stories or she made a reel or the, the day before yesterday. Anyway, the grandmother is a very nice kind of positive woman. But she looks at this girl and said, look, and they, they think it's all funny. Like everybody was laughing, right? But the, the grandmother says to him, I'm just looking at you now and thinking, do you make bigger breasts? Why did you make exactly the same little ones like you had when you were born? <laughs> Lord Almighty! What but this is funny as well. Funny at one point, mm. but on the other point, 
damn, this is not funny at all. Mm -hmm. The woman had cancer. She has implants. And she's tiny. You know, she's she, she's not tall. She's very slim. So imagine her with like size three. <laughs> but who cares? There are small women with big breasts. But anyway, mm -hmm. but even making that comment, you know, like, why didn't you make big? And she was serious. And this is the family members, you know, in a half joking way, talking to you, and then you internalize all that. And then it becomes a big, bigger problem, disordered eating and all that. Mm -hmm. Like I was told, uh, who's going to look at you? <laughs> you were size 16. And I uh, see that many I... parents mm. or then grandmas tell this to girls who do not fit into standard I actually was told something like that and i wasn't even i was size 10 <laughs> when i was told that because mm. it was southern ukraine and i was 17 19. yes yeah, so instead of focusing let's say on body functionality with this girl right so her body fought cancer she's mm. fine now she's energetic she's working she's doing all this the focus is on bloody size of the breast which is <laughs> so when we talk about body functionality it means look at your body from another point like can mm -hmm. you dance can you do yoga um can you run uh, can you lift weights can you play music instruments can you do art like can you smell things can you hug loved yeah. ones yeah, and especially with the, let's say, war in Ukraine or very dramatic experience when we see on the television or something where people cannot do basic things. But you can. How about appreciating that part of yourself? Okay, my monologue is over. <laughs> and actually, this helps to women who gave birth and had huge changes in their bodies and what helps them a lot is to stop and think wait a minute yes i'm not as lean and slender as i used to be but my body created a child mm. <laughs> and yeah. that's normally helps a lot because this is exactly what we're talking about functionality appreciation it's not about how it looks it's about um what it does and it's not about some physical abilities. It's also about feeling emotions, smelling smells, tasting coffee, um, hearing sounds, looking at birds. Uh, and our, um, authors give re some really, really good conclusions. First of all, they say that this article confirms that certain societal messages suggest that some degree of body dissatisfaction is healthy because it could help individuals motivate individuals to work harder on and take care of their bodies so if i don't like my body i will do something uh, to work at my body to exercise and to diet but this is not true this is what authors say it's not true and this article this research supports that 
and appreciation of the body is more likely to be associated with intuitive eating, with healthy eating. And with, uh, well, they didn't, didn't discuss exercise, but normally appreciation of the body helps us to find the physical activity we enjoy and we can take part in regularly. Because intuitive eating emphasizes responding to internal hunger and satiety cues, individuals who eat intuitively on a regular basis are more likely to be at a weight that is appropriate for their body type and have higher levels of psychological well-being. Write it down. <laughs> if you want the the uh, link to the article, we might. Um, I think we should attach the article. We will attach the article in the in the description. Um, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll send the link, and by this, uh, it's uh, in open access. So just mm -hmm. click the link, and you'll read the article because it's easy to read. You don't need any specific knowledge. Uh, just read through the findings of the article. And researchers suggest that we need to challenge Western culture, sexual object objectification of women, its critical evaluation of their appearance, and its promulgation of the thin ideal stereotype. That's what researchers suggest we should do uh, to help people have better psychological well-being. And they also suggest that we need to promote acceptance over diversity of body sizes without encouraging women to change their body shape or weight. And finally, to encourage women to emphasize the functionality of their bodies rather than their appearance and to appreciate and respect their bodies. And media is doing absolutely opposite mm -hmm. because the industry of weight loss, creams, supplements, gyms, memberships, leggings, um, plastic surgery, skincare, stupid skincare claiming lifting of your face mm -hmm. and makeup and so many more multi-billion industry uh it's very interested in us not accepting ourselves and trying all to look like angelina jolie i'm i'm done uh <laughs> okay i might summarize then so the main message we want to say here probably is peaceful relationships with food and intuitive eating will only come if you work on all those psychological points that we've noticed, right? So the positive body image, work on your body image that includes your self-acceptance, your body functionality and your body appreciation. Um, there are loads of things to work on before we can get to the final result of being in peace with yourself and with food. And if you have any questions, we'll be very happy to answer them. Oh, no. Want to work on uh, your body image? We can help you. Of course, we are here to help. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we will. Hear you in our next episode. Bye. Bye bye.